Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. It's time for this week's Pavlov Media Prep Football Confidential Show here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Brought to you by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. Tonight's in-depth look at area high school football is also powered by the Fighting Illini Army ROTC at the University of Illinois. Forging strong leaders since 1868. Now, here's your host, Joey Wright. And welcome to Week 4. It's Prep Football Confidential on News Talk 1493.9 FM. Glad you're with us on a beautiful Wednesday night in Central Illinois, live from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio. I'm Joey Wright, joined by News Gazette Sports Editor Matt Daniels. Preps Editor Zach Pyatt is with us as well. Busy show for you as we approach Rivalry Week in Champaign. Centennial and Champaign Central will both join us as the hour goes along. We'll also get into last week's action. At the end of the show, we'll give you our brand new top 10 rankings, take you inside the interesting matchups, all that good stuff. Matt, Zach, thanks for thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for running the show, Joey, being uh, the quarterback that you are, the uh, wide receiver, running back, uh, middle linebacker, free safety, long T- snapper. Taysom Hill. Yeah, exactly. You are our Taysom Hill, or maybe in like an Eric Meback at, at Unity this year, Jack of all trades. So better, better comparison. Yeah, it's a yeah. high school football show. It is. I like that. Unity, a team we'll get into as we move through this one. They play Saint Teresa this week. Interesting non-conference matchup. Zach Pyatt's with us as well. And Zach, despite not inheriting your role until week two of the football <laughs> season, right. you are twenty-five and five, leading our News Gazette's. <laughs> Pick them. So uh, take take us take our listeners inside. I, I I mentioned on Sports Talk earlier at your new apartment. You must have like a bulletin board with rubber bands and different you know drawings and schematics and well, stats he, printed out. He did say Joey that uh, before he started here, before he covered his first high school football game last Friday night at, at Tommy Stewart Field with Champaign Central beating Springfield Lanfear fifty five fourteen for the Maroons to pick up their first win. That he had nothing to do in between <laughs> starting here after he left his previous paper. So he must have spent all of his time researching area high school football that's you know. why he's leading our uh <laughs> it's only strictly bragging right zach there's there's no huge reward at the again end. i think i said it last week that's all i need man <laughs> <laughs> if bragging rights are on the line then i'm all in but no it's you know it, lucky guesses so far <laughs> i guess but uh 25 but, of them yeah right <laughs> right uh but but no but before before i moved out here to champagne it was uh, it was a lot easier to just sit down and put some time and and effort in into picking these games just because I I, I didn't I, like Matt said I didn't exactly have a ton to do other than <laughs> just packing up some boxes here and there uh, to get ready for the move so we shouldn't have given him so much time I'm, I'm 24 <laughs> and six I was nine and one a couple of us were nine and one last week and here I am sitting in second place yeah the uh, sec- the secret to all of this is, is that you literally I, at least I do I, I probably spent about 37 seconds thinking uh, <laughs> about who's going to win each game and go from there I don't put a whole lot of stock into it I know this is obviously some bulletin board material for coaches which is fine we we welcome that we we enjoy that that's partly why we we do this it's the picks aren't going to run in Thursday's paper this week they'll be in Friday's paper but I got some exciting week four games to to discuss later on we sure do we'll get into those in just a second as we open up an episode of prep football confidential I'm Joey Wright Matt Daniel Zach Pyatt here as well Champagne Central first up in the program we'll get to them in just a moment Centennial with us in studio at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to the Maroons, Zach and I went out to the high school to talk with Tim Turner, George Rouse, David Hasenstab, and Aiden Walker earlier. Uh, Matt and then Zach, get your take on uh, on week three. How did it all play out? I know, Matt, you and I were here uh, mm-hmm. 
on Friday night watching it all go down, and Zach was at Champion Central, as you mentioned. But what caught your eye? Yeah, it was a, a nice, you know, calm Friday night here at the office because not only was high school football <laughs> going on, Illinois football was was playing at Kansas. Uh, somewhat fortunately, that game was uh, pretty much over by halftime out in Lawrence. Although the Illini did try to make a uh, a second half comeback that ultimately fell short, but uh, yeah, Central picking up their their first win is is notable. It had been a, a rough first two games for the Maroons. It usually is when you play normal West and normal community in, in back-to-back weeks, but I'm sure Central gained some confidence last Friday night going into to this uh, week's rivalry game with Centennial, and, and Centennial overcame its own issues as well. They didn't have transportation uh, last Friday, you know, about eight hours before kickoff. They weren't sure how they were going to get to Peoria Richwoods for their week three game cobble together some buses we'll get to more specifics and later in in the show uh, when we talk to coach kyle jackson most likely but went over to richwoods came away with a 33 20 win uh, their second straight win in peoria uh, after beating peoria manual in in week two and in danville as well picked up their first win another big 12 team uh, really put it to peoria manual pulling away for a 58 to 12 win uh, st joseph ogden had, had a nice home win against Prairie Central 26-19. Uh, the Spartans were up early 13 to nothing, and then Prairie Central came back and was within a yard of potentially scoring the, the game-tying touchdown before St. Joe's defense made a late stand there. So uh, a dramatic win at, at Dick Duval Field, and, and the Spartans are sitting at 3-0 going into their homecoming game this Friday night against Chillicothe IVC. Unity got back on the winning track after a, a close loss in Week 2 at St. Joe. They went over to Chillicothe and, and headed home with an easy 49-9 to, to nine victory. So uh, Muhammad Seymour as well, uh, they've won two straight, uh, traveled very far. Uh, probably the farthest of any of our teams and went over to Quincy Notre Dame and and handled the the Raiders there in a non-conference win for John Atkins's program to get them to two and one so uh, yeah lots of uh, lots of good wins by our area teams uh, this past Friday and Zach real quick your takeaways from Champaign Central's big win over Lanfear we'll get into that more with the Maroons in just a second yeah, I'll, I I don't have as much uh, to talk about as Matt because like <laughs> like like we said, I'm a week plus in into the job so far, so I, I don't know all the ins and outs yet. But did you but, find uh, Tommy Stewart Field? Okay, I did okay. find. You Tommy did not Stewart get lost. Field. That that is true. Okay, I good. did not. However, apparently, I did park on the wrong side oh, of the field because right. I I parked, walked in uh, the back way, and a security guard immediately clocked me and, and said <laughs> said, "Excuse me, uh, who are you? What are you doing here?" <laughs> Had to introduce myself. I said, "Oh, you're fine." Then. <laughs> uh, didn't go in the main entrance, so they were confused. Um, but no, uh, last Friday uh, there at Tommy Stewart Field Central, they looked good. Uh, first couple drives for both teams uh, wasn't <laughs> very good. Turnovers um, for the first four possessions in total. Uh, but then after that, Central just found something that worked. They kept handing the ball off to their. They they've got a trio of running backs back there that uh, that. Uh, capped off by uh, by Ronnie Baker, um, who is just uh, four touchdowns. The touchdown in, in maker. That game. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes, Baker, the touchdown maker. I'm his, heard. His is mom. His, his mom told us this summer that he hates that nickname. Oh, so don't use it. Yeah, I, use oh, it. Well, I already it. brought He's it up. Well earned. Use it. <laughs> yeah, I already brought it up to him in the post game, and he just kind of smiled and put his head. <laughs> so <laughs> sure. Um, so I guess that that's where that comes from. Uh, but no, they looked solid. The defense looked good. Aiden Walker had multiple uh, pick sixes, one of them for about 75 yards, the other for 101 yards. Um, he probably ran a total of 250 yards on both of those <laughs> going back and forth down the field. But uh, but yeah, the defense looked solid. Now, granted, it did appear they were playing a lesser opponent mm-hmm. in, in Lamphere, but at the same time, I mean – with how they looked and just the way they're carrying themselves when when Joey and I talked to them earlier today, um, they just seem like they're ready for mm-hmm. this Friday. And, you know, I know they're going in the underdog against Centennial this week, but I would not be surprised if that game's a little closer than what people are expecting. See how it all plays out. We will take our first of a couple of breaks in the program and come back. As Zach mentioned, he and I went out to Champaign Central High School earlier today to get the lowdown with the Maroons. Tim Turner, George Rouse, David Hasenstab, and Aiden Walker joining us. We'll get to that after a quick break. This is Prep Football Confidential, live from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio. 
This week's Pavlov Media Prep Football Confidential continues now. Powered by the Fighting Illini Army ROTC. Here on News Talk 1493.9 FM. Welcome back to Prep Football Confidential on a beautiful Wednesday night in Central Illinois. Joey Wright and Zach Pyatt on the scene at Champaign Central High School catching up with the Central Maroons. The Maroons 1-2 and two, entering Friday's tilt against Centennial, which you'll be able to hear on Light Rock 97.5. Tim Turner is with us. Aiden Walker is with us. David Hasenstab and George Rouse. Uh, the mic, I would say, David, is closest to you. We'll, we'll kick it off with you. First interview, right? Appreciate you guys making some time for us. Yeah, it's my first interview. A little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll do great. You're rocking the uh, Illinois orange and blue. I like that. Uh, George, over to you. Uh, Central, uh, one and two mark. You guys opened with a, a, a tough one-two punch. Normal West, normal community, but got into the win column against Landfear. 55-14 win on Friday. Take us inside that game, how it played out, and how great it was to get on the board and, and get that first win of the season. Yeah, it, um, it felt great to kind of just get one in the win column, and hopefully we can just keep that energy rolling and take it into Friday. For sure. Tim, uh, in your mind, a coach's eyes, how did it play out? 55-14. I know Zach was out there, so he might be a little more qualified to speak on it than, than I, but just looking at the score – it uh, looks like you guys came out and, and took care of business. Yeah, it, it was a, definitely a good win. You know, any anytime you can get a win in this conference, and I know they weren't a conference uh, foe, but, you know, anytime you can get a win in this state it is a big deal. Um, you know, it was a win that, that for us gave us, obviously, that first one of the year, but it also gave us a lot of good film um, to be able to make some corrections. You know, that's always a lot better to do um, coming off of a win than it is a, a loss. So, Coach, I was talking with the boys uh, as you were trying to go find David <laughs> um, uh, before we started here. Uh, the the start to that game against Landfear for both sides really wasn't what anyone was looking for, like four or five straight turnovers to, to get the game started combined uh, on both sides. Um, obviously, you guys figured it out, were able to, uh, to, to get a pretty solid win, um, but that's not something you can do this Friday against Centennial, right? Sure, absolutely. And, and that's kind of what the theme of the week has been. You know, we, we've got to control what we can control, you know, and, and we can certainly control some of those things, the mistakes that we made. Uh, you know, we can't control what, what they do or how they prepare, but we can certainly control what we can control. Um, and, and, you know, uh, I, I think beginning in that at the beginning of that game, there, there were certainly some, some nerves going on there. It's homecoming weekend. Um, you know, there, there's lots of people in the stands. Um, and, and it's certainly, you know, uh, an opponent that that we, we, on film, um, we, we should be able to match up with and, and ha- have a good game again. So, you know, there's always a little bit of nerves there. To open, I know certainly uh, it didn't go your way in the win-loss column, but to open with Normal West and Normal Community, two terrific teams this year, especially Normal Community. I know they've got a lot of buzz around them. Uh, just what did you learn from going up against two, two high-powered opponents to start the season? And not that things get any easier moving forward, but a good opportunity to kind of Learn what you're made of early on. Sure, and, and that's just it. Um, we we, we learn some things about our team. Um, we learn some things about individuals, um, which which really kind of helps going forward. Um, you know, yeah, we took some lumps, but but I think they were they were good lumps, if that if that's a saying. Um, we we were able to um, take the the. Bad, the bad things and learn from those. Take the good things and, and really get some confidence. Um, you know, I, I, I said I said to these guys while we didn't score the ball a lot, we we moved the ball a ton against both of those teams. So you know that that was very encouraging and, and hopefully you know it's something we can keep going for the rest of this season. So Aiden, I'm curious what what are some of those things that this team learned about itself and and what are some of those things that you can take into this Friday against the Chargers. Um, especially with the defense, um, learn how strong our front seven is. We have two really good linebackers in uh, our front. Our D linemen are have been really impressive so far with stuffing with stuffing things and not letting people get through. Uh, our secondary, mainly our safeties, uh, they've been really impressive so far with them just controlling the back of the field, not letting anything get past them. So. Really excited for that. So, George, I want to kind of throw it over to you. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I know the running backs had had a heck of a game. Um, 
uh, as we mentioned earlier, Aiden might have wound up having more more yards than, than all of them with his two interception returns for touchdowns. But uh, you didn't have to throw the ball a whole lot because your running backs were doing a lot of the work for you. Was that kind of a strategic thing going in, or was it you found something that worked and you just kept rolling with it? Um, I mean, we just kept giving them to them. They kept scoring, so, I mean, I mean why uh, – why fix something that's not broken? So, yeah. <laughs> so we passed the mic. Right. Yeah. David, through uh, three games this so far, how would you assess maybe what some of this team's strengths are? Uh, where do you think, you know, as we move into the middle third of the season, you guys are really looking good? Well, I think we learned and what our strengths are through just that we don't, that we keep fighting, mm-hmm. don't give up no matter what. Always next play mentality, always, uh, Next man up. Someone goes down. Next man up. Never give up. Tim, no, good stuff. Uh, Tim, you look at Central Centennial. Uh, it is maybe the rivalry in the area. We've got a couple good ones: St. Joseph Ogden, Unity. You know, you look up and down the list, but Central Centennial, uh, for good reason, always finds itself toward or at the top of most people's lists. How do you, how do you get your team ready for? A matchup like this, and I'll ask Kyle Jackson the same question coming up when they join us a little later in the program. But how do you get your players to maybe block out the noise and focus on, hey, we just got to come out and play football on Friday night? Yeah, that's it. I mean, one of the things that really helps with that is each week in the Big Twelve, it's a grind. So you know, we we can't spend a whole lot of time um, looking forward to some team, or we can't spend a whole lot of time looking behind at you know a, a game that's already happened. So you know, with this particular game, it's just a matter of controlling the emotions. A lot of these guys have played with with one another um, since they were in middle school and grade school. So you know, there's a lot of familiarity with that. I, I think I said to somebody, it's kind of like a family reunion. You know, like like you're, we're we're playing football in the backyard. Um, so there'll be there'll be those emotions um, kind of flying around a little bit so we've got to be able to just control that and and make sure that we we realize and and keep in perspective that it's just another big 12 game Mm -hmm. and they're all tough games um all of them are going to be tough opponents um and this one is no different except for at the end of the game they're probably will be taking pictures with one another because again there's family members on on either you know on each side so and and that's always a great part of this rivalry um you know while, while they battle it out on the field most of the time, um, it ends with with smiles. Even you know, even if you're in the lose column, um, because you're you're playing with some of your best friends, some guys that you've grown up with. Centennial's going to hate me a little later because I've got a little maroon on. I've I've got my Urbana orange on. But it, how much fun is it to have both those games back to back? I know you said one game at a time, Big Twelve. You know, you you can't look too far ahead. But to have both your rivalry games, Centennial and Urbana, weeks four and five back to back, I've got to imagine that's that's not a difficult part of the schedule to, to get up for. No, it's not. I mean, the kids, the kids are already jacked up for it. You know, it, it's something that sometimes I, I think, you know, in, in years past, not so much this year, but in years past, I've had to kind of calm our guys down a little bit. As in, you know, again, it's just a, a, another game that we have to get get ready for. Um, it's great to have these games back to back. You know, we we have a uh, twenty Twin City Trophy, and here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to know who the winner is. And, and sometime, you know, it, that, that game isn't one of those games isn't until the end. Of of the season, so in the next two weeks, we're going to know who the Twin City champion is. So I'm excited about that. So George, uh, kind of going off of Coach's earlier comment about uh, just how there's going to be some friends, some family on uh, on opposing sides this Friday night. Um, uh, if if I'm understanding correctly, you and Kellen Davis are are pretty good friends, right? Yeah. What uh, you know what what's that going to be like for you from a from a player's perspective, a fellow quarterback's perspective, just being like, you're going to go out and do your thing, then when you come off the field, you're going to watch as he goes out and does his thing. Just quarterback to quarterback, you know, friend friend to friend, but, hey, it's rivalry week. Is it, you know, what what's that going to be like from, from your perspective? Um, I think it's pretty cool because we played with each other all the way from fifth grade to eighth grade, so I've played a lot of football with him, so it's kind of cool to be able to, Go out there and kind of just watch your old teammate, um, kind of just be the quarterback of the other team, and I'm sure it's kind of the same for him. But yeah, it'll be cool. What What's that been like? Just kind of growing up together and watching each other succeed and move on to be your respective team's starting quarterback. Um, it's been really cool. I know a lot of people think like we don't like each other, like 
quarterback for Central, quarterback for Centennial. They obviously don't get along, but, you know, we hang out, like, a good amount. We're friends with a lot of the same people. So, you know, I'm, I got a lot of respect for his game and a lot of respect for him, and he's, he's, he's a good guy to be around. Aiden on the defensive side. You probably won't be Kellen's friend on Friday night. <laughs> for, for the defense, just what are some keys to victory? Uh, what does the central defense have to do to shut down what has been in, in your years past a pretty high-powered centennial attack? Um, I'd say definitely our front seven. There's a lot of strength in that between the D-line, the linebackers. Um, I feel like we stop. we're going to be able to stop most of anything they're able to do. So... David, we look at this uh, rivalry. Just what is it like to be uh, a part of it? Just come out and play uh, under the lights, you know, Friday night. Both both schools, it's the home field for both schools, right? So everyone knows how to get there. Big crowd on both sides. What's that like to be it's, a part uh, of it? It's an interesting one for me because my dad's a coach for Centennial. Ah. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be uh, a good time Friday night. Both uh, stands packed. But when you boil it down to it, I'm just playing ball against my father, so it's pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool moment. What's that been like at the dinner table this week? A lot of friendly back and forth, I imagine. We're not saying too much. Not saying too much. <laughs> he asks me how practice went, and I just say it was good. I got to imagine it afterwards. You know, I know. You know, earlier we were saying rivalry week. You can throw records out the window. You can throw final scores so far through the season out the window. Um, but. Uh, you know, you guys are coming into this Friday as a bit of an underdog, uh, but but if you guys are able to to pull this off, what's that going to be like uh, with your pop? Um, I will say he always does a great job of always being a dad first, no matter what. There you go. And uh, this is the first week where he's coaching Centennial because every other week he's watched me, so he uh, he's put away all other sides, no matter how bad he wants to go coach and be with his best friends coaching he always puts me in no matter how much he hates them central he knows that um, I'm playing so he wants to watch me that's awesome that's good stuff uh, Tim kind of segue into that I know we talked before the season you had a lot of positive things to say about your coaching staff uh, told me your coaching staff you think uh, you'll take them against any group in the stage what's that group been like and, and what do you get from your assistants on a weekly basis it's great. Um, you know, we, I've got, as I said before, I've got a few guys that have been head coaches before. Mm-hmm. Um, so just having that experience um, really kind of helps out throughout the course of the week. Um, you know, I, I've, I've got it, you know, pretty good to where I'm able to kind of just manage uh, the overall. And, and, you know, those guys are in, into the nuts and bolts of it. And it's really um, allowed me to be able to grow as a head coach just because there's so many things, so many um, different integral pieces that have to be taken care of and having a coaching staff I've got Ordell Walker who at one point was the, the head coach over at uh, Urbana um, and having somebody with, with his experience run our defense has, has been um, invaluable um, you know the, the, the game plan is always on point there's, there's nothing to even think about there um, it's really been a, a blessing in disguise um, to, to have him um, and then this year we've just added Matt Leskis who at one point uh, coached over at and Hoopston uh, was the head coach there, I believe, last year. Um, and he, he's come in as our offensive line coach and has really solidified a group of, of young guys um, that, that are talented um, but just needed a little bit more focus and, and some direction, and, and he's able to do that. Um, you know, he, he was a, a tremendous upgrade from, from the uh, – um, offensive line coach we had last year and that was me <laughs> so you know he, he was a tremendous upgrade from that um, so he, he's really brought brought a, a different flair to our offensive line um, and then I've got guys who have coached for for 15 20 years so we, we've got a very experienced staff so it allows things to run pretty smoothly um, and, and football's in all of their blood so it, it's been a great time with these guys one more for you from me, and then, Zach, if you've got anything. But uh, we'll catch you guys three times on Light Rock 97.5 from this part of the season onward. This week, next week, against Urbana, and then week seven against Danville. Uh, different color analyst each week alongside me in the booth. This week it'll be LaConte Nix joining us, former Maroons uh, head basketball coach, longtime baseball assistant. In- any advice for LaConte as he puts the headset on? And I know he'll bring the energy. Oh, he'll bring the energy. I, You know what? I don't have any advice for him, but I'm telling you, I might have a little bit 
bit of advice for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What do I need to know? Yeah, right. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, Coach Nix is an awesome dude. You know, he, he's actually one of one of my good friends, and you know, the energy that he brings is, is unmatched. So it, it'll be it'll be nice to, to hear from him a little bit. Coach, I was just curious. You know, with this being rivalry week, you know, we talked earlier about you know it's just another game, but every game is important, so you have to take it seriously. But at the same time. Have, have you noticed throughout practice so far this week, is there a heightened sense of focus and, and drive because it is a big rivalry game coming up? See, I, I certainly have noticed a heightened sense of focus and drive, you know. Um, but and, and I, I, it's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. because the question is, is it because of it's rivalry week? Maybe. But, but I'd like to hope it's because we've entered the third, the second phase of our season. And, and you know, where, where there are – we have a seven-game stretch beginning last week of, of games that, that are winnable football games and games that, that we can compete and, and, and maybe do some of the things that we, would, we were having as our goals, um, win the conference, make the playoffs. You know, those, those things are still in place. So, you know, yes, this is just, you know, this is rivalry week, and, and, and any time we play against Centennial, as you said, um, records go out the window, um, scores go out the window. It's always going to be a battle, but – we have another game next week against a, a, another Big 12 football team, and these guys have got to be ready for seven more games or six more games. At, excuse me, six more games at this point, not just one. So you know, it, it, we, we've we've had a week where you know it's it's we we've talked about Centennial. Obviously, we've watched their film and we've done those things. But each week, I've told these guys it's about us. It's about us and our preparation because we can't control what Centennial's doing or what Urbana's doing or what Danville or any of those teams. The only thing we can control is what we do. And if we prepare um, at the highest level that we are, that we, we're able to, that gives us an opportunity to win the ball games. And so that's kind of where we are with things. And, and again, it, it, it's, it's great to play this game. Um, I, I'm excited for these guys to be able to, you know, go out and play their friends. I'm excited to watch George and Kellen, you know, throw the ball around against one another. But at the end of the day, um, it's just another football game that, that we have to prepare at our highest level in order to, ha- to, in order to have the opportunity to have success because it's the Big 12 and every single game is a grind. Looking forward to it. Uh, as I said, it kicks off the first of three games. We'll have four of you guys on Light Rock 97.5, Urbana next week, Danville in week seven. Wishing you guys the best of luck. Uh, we'll start our coverage on Friday night at 6.45, kickoff at 7. Tim Turner is with us, uh, along with a trio of Champaign Central Maroons. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Good luck this season. We'll sneak in a quick break and come back with more Prep Football Confidential. Maroon. You're listening to the Pavlov Media Prep Football Confidential Show on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5, powered by the U of I Army ROTC. Live from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio, Joey Wright in with you. Zach Pyatt will rejoin us in just a moment. He's bringing the Centennial Chargers into the studio as we get ready to preview the Chargers' big rivalry game against Champaign Central High School. You just heard from the Maroons. They'll duke it out at Tommy Stewart Field Friday night at 7 o'clock. You'll hear it live on Light Rock 97.5. Me and LeConte Nix on the call. As Centennial gets settled in to the studio here, Zach Pyatt has just brought them in. We're going to be joined by Chargers head coach, and along with three players, Kellen Davis, Jack Barnhart, and Jeremiah Young, Kyle Jackson, the Chargers head coach, joining us now. We'll let everyone get settled in. You guys will share those two microphones, and we'll crank everybody up. Kyle, thanks for making the trip in here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Glad to have the Chargers in with us. As I just said, 3-0 and on the young season as we move into the middle third of the campaign, getting ready to face Champaign Central on Friday. Uh Kyle, would you say just a, a little bit of an important game, a little bit of a game people kind of enjoy keeping an eye on? Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously it's a big one for, for us. It's a big one for the community, um, you know, both schools, pretty much everybody involved. Um, but, you know, we also try to look at it as, you know, we, we, we try not to overhype it. You know, it ain't the Super Bowl. It's mm-hmm. twi- it is a championship game, a Twin City championship, but, you know, we've, we've got nine teams to play and we don't want to overhype any one of them one game at a time, one week at a time. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that, that let's go play football. 
Sure. The Maroons and Chargers entering this uh, with similar mentalities. As I said, we just heard from Champion Central a little earlier in the program. Kellen, we'll go over to you. Just got your head coach's take on the game, though. What's it like as a player? Because, uh, you know, Coach says it's, it's just like any other game, right? You've got nine of them. You can't get too high or too low on any one contest. But still, rivalry game, both teams it's their home field right so everyone knows their way out to tommy stewart field it's got to be fun playing in a game that people care about big crowd watching you on both sides it is a very fun game um we try not to overhype like coach Jackson said but um it is very important to us to go out and show everybody in the community what we have and we feel like we're the most dominant team in champagne right now so we just want to go and show that and show what we can do Jeremiah Young, we'll go over to you. Uh, Kellen says uh, most dominant team in Champaign-Urbana right now. The record backs that up, 3-0 and start, ranked in the most recent Class 6A poll. Uh, Jeremiah, just what's your take on what's going right for you guys right now? How is everything looking, and um, and where are you guys at? Uh, also, offense is really going uh, hard, but mostly our defensive uh, front is really carrying us right here. We capitalize on offense on our defensive stops, and we feel good on our run game, and we have a good pass game if we need to use that. Coach, I got to ask you, like, we, we mentioned a little bit how, like, there's a lot of family and friends playing each other this Friday. Um, is that is that going to be something – has that been an emphasis? Like, like you know what, yeah, you guys might be friends, you guys might be family, but this week is rivalry week and you can throw all that out the window. Yeah, I think it's probably more the opposite of – Really? Of, let's make sure we're not trash talking. Let's make sure <laughs> we're, we're not on social media acting like fools. Uh, there's a game to play, and what we've stressed all week is is focus on winning that game, not talking about winning that game. Uh, that's been kind of our mindset the whole week, and what we've been telling our players. And um, I'm sure they got friends and family over there, but you know, it, it's it ain't friends and family this week. I guess is probably how, how most of them are thinking about it. And really, it's probably more like, hey, let's let's remember that they are friends and family, and we're all part of the same community, and we don't need to be talking all week long. That doesn't help anybody do anything good. So. How has this rivalry evolved uh, since you were a part of it uh, way back when as a, as a player? Uh, no social media back then, right? <laughs> Maybe it's a little easier now to, to trash talk. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There was definitely not social media back then. I, I remember actually there was a, a guy that played for Central that because I was at Centennial and he was at Central and we were both linemen, we, we, we thought we hated each other. And <laughs> then we ended up a senior year playing in, the, uh, in an all-star game together. And lo and behold, hey, this guy ain't that bad. Hey, this guy ain't that bad. And, and, and kind of realized that some of that was just unnecessary and silly. Um, rivalry is good. We want the rivalry to be intense. We want it to get hyped up and everything. But there's no need for all the hate and all the, the, sure. the trash talking and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Jack, shifting gears a little bit, looking at the Chargers. Uh, I know you guys are coming from practice, right? Take us inside what a typical practice is like for the Chargers. What do you guys do? Uh, I imagine it's uh, probably a little better as we move into uh, middle of September. Not quite as hot outside. Uh, yeah, it's a lot better now. It's not too hot. But um, first off, we start off uh, just warm-ups, you know, basic stuff, high knees, butt kicks. Um, and then we do charger jacks, which is always, you know, one of our favorites. You get kind of hyped up. Um, and then most days we move into uh, special teams, and we go through all of our special teams. Um, and then we, depending on the day, we either go varsity, we'll go on offense, uh, JV, freshman on uh, defense, and then we'll flip-flop that. Um, and then we do team periods and stuff like that, and it's just always a good time. Uh, Kellen, um, I know uh, one of the kind of storylines is uh, I think I think you and you and George Rouse kind of mm-hmm. go back a little bit. You we guys do. started playing together in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, what's uh, from from your perspective being there on the field, quarterback to quarterback? When when you come off the field, you're going to watch him go out and do his thing, knowing that you guys have that history. You know what uh, what's that going to be like for you this? Um, it's going to be a very fun experience. I feel like me and him go way back to fifth grade, as you said. Um, Playing Pop Warner, I mean, he was actually my quarterback when I played running back. And then one time he was the center and I played quarterback. So we both has played both experiences. And we feel like we both play at a very high level. So it's going to be very entertaining for the crowd to see what we both do. But, um, yeah, either side of the ball, I mean, I'm always going to be supporting him. That's my guy. But um, right now it's a rivalry week. So we're coming at their head. What's, uh, what's that been like um, over the past few years, just watching each other grow into the quarterbacks that you are just – you know, starting for your respective mm-hmm. schools. I feel like we both learn off each other. Um, we definitely work out together during the summer and all that. So we definitely learn off each other. We grow together. And we both have taken huge strides in our game this year. And we feel we're probably some of the best quarterbacks in the state right now. So, 
Kyle, if I understand correctly, this week will be the first week you have Jeff Hasenstab on the sidelines for you. We had David Hasenstab <laughs> on, a uh, player for Central earlier in the program, and uh, that's obviously Jeff's son. Jeff, one of your assistant coaches, and, yes, and David sir. said Jeff's been at all three of his games so far, but now we'll get to rejoin you <laughs> and watch his son play this week. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coach Haas is, is, is uh, one of our coaches on staff. He's a great coach. We, we love having him around. Um, obviously with David playing at Central, he's, you know, we kind of went into this year saying, you know, family first, coach, go be with your family, go watch your kid play. Um, but we love, we, we want him around as long as we can keep him around. So uh, it'll be nice to have him back on the sideline. We had him on sideline against Urbana because um, that was a Saturday right. game. So it'd be nice to have him back uh, uh, this week. Um, but also be, it's nice that he gets to go watch, watch his kid play. Um, you know, that's family first, no matter what we're doing. For sure. He, uh, David said that uh, they haven't been doing a lot of talking around the dinner table this week, so we'll see <laughs> We'll see how it all plays That's out. That's interesting because David does a lot of talking most of the time. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Jack, going over to you, uh, you guys are 3-0 and so far. Wins against Urbana, as uh, Kyle alluded to, and then uh, two Peoria road trips, Manuel and Richwoods. What's it like to be back at uh, Tommy Stewart Field on a Friday night, rivalry aside, because the, the first game of the year against Urbana was on a Saturday, and then two long road trips to Peoria. I know that can uh, that can be something. So one of the longer trips in the conference. What's it like to be back at home under the Friday night lights? Um, I think it's awesome, um, especially because it's a rivalry game, as you said. Um, it's just huge. You know, it's always like the biggest show out, biggest crowds. You know, most of the towns come out to watch, um, just see it go down and um, it's crazy because it's gonna be like the fifth time we've played Central. I think that I'm, me and Jeremiah might be the only ones because we played them two times during freshman year, and then we played them. Yeah, it'd be the fifth time. I think that might be the first in Centennial history for five varsity times playing Central. So it's gonna be huge, um, and it's just awesome playing at home. We got a big support for sure. Uh, Jeremiah, we'll go to you. Uh, Jack alluded to those two games your freshman year, the COVID shortened, weird kind of spring season you guys had. Uh, how far has this team come since that 2021 spring season? Um, I think that team finished, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong, 3-1, and one, and then since then has ascended to become now one of the top teams in the area and certainly in the Big 12 Conference. Yep. Yep. Uh, feels great. We uh, overcame a lot. We filled spots, losing Jack, losing uh, starting line, dang near except for me, had to fill in this year. And so we we filled a lot of spots, and they have grew to fill those shoes. And we have played better. We've played with the coaching, same same coaching staff. Just keep on building. I'll uh, go ahead and throw this out to any four of you. Um, I know coming into this Friday, you guys uh, are kind of playing the, the role of the favorite uh, against Central. But what what's what's going to be the key to keeping everybody locked in and just making sure you're not taking this one for granted? Um, not taking this for granted is we just stay as a team. We play together, as Coach says, bad through the talking. We don't really talk on the field, on the social media. We just go out there, play hard, focus on the game. After the game, you can focus on whatever you want. But for right now, we're focused on the game. Don't care if they're one and two, or how what their record, our record, zero zero technically, anybody can win it. Right, Kyle. Thirty three seems to be the magic number for you guys. Thirty three points in each of the last two weeks against Manuel and Richwoods. Take us inside the Richwoods game, and first, my apologies again for calling you during the fourth quarter. Uh, that game ran a little long, and, and I, I assumed you guys had concluded by that point, but apparently not. But take take our listeners inside, because that was kind of a crazy day, right? Uh, to say the least, are, are you happy yeah. you don't have to bust to um, Tommy Stewart Field this week? Absolutely. It was last Friday was a long day. Um, that's that's for sure. Um, we got we got. The buses we got were late, um, so we got to the field late. That's why the, the game ran mm-hmm. late. So um, we, we had a, a pretty truncated warm-up. Uh, we only got about 15 minutes to warm up, which added to the adversity of the day for sure. Um, and I think it contributed a little bit to a bit of a slow start. Um, you know, we felt like we did some really good things in the game, and, and we told these guys that we were really, really proud of them because of the huge amount of adversity that they overcame that day in terms of getting over there and still being able to pull out a victory. Um, you know, goes to show things like warm-ups are important, pre-game yeah. routines, those those things are important because we, I didn't feel like, and I don't think these guys really felt like we were fully warmed up till probably middle of the second quarter. Sure. Um, so, you know, it, was it a pretty game? No. Do we make some mistakes? Yes. Do we do some good things? Absolutely. And the big picture is 
we came out on top after overcoming a day's worth of, of adversity, things that were out of our control, um, who just kept fighting and kept kept going. So really proud of the way we worked. We, we came out last Friday. Talking with Centennial Charger football, and of course head coach Kyle Jackson there alludes to, there was uh, some question whether they would have buses earlier in the day to make it to Peoria. Ultimately did and beat Richwoods 33-20. to and we'll go over to you, Kellen, because uh, Coach took that kind of where I, I wanted to with the adversity and kind of overcoming some of those hurdles. Does that speak to the resiliency of, of this team at all, that you guys had kind of a crazy day leading up to that and still were able to overcome not warming up? And I imagine what would have been a lot of conversations at school, like, hey, what's going on, mm-hmm. and still come out and win uh, you know, win by two scores. I think we communicated very well on what we were going to do mm-hmm. and how we were going to tackle the situation. And then, as Coach Alex Breeze all the time, facing adversity, that's one of our key main things that we do as a team is just facing adversity. It feels like almost every week this year we had something to face this week, uh, year. So um, we're not anything new to it. We're always going to keep facing adversity throughout the year. It's going to get harder and harder uh, as the schedule goes on. So we feel that we could take that and we still play good ball. So Jack, kind of hopping off of that, um, with the adversity you guys have faced week in and week out so far this season, do you think uh, fans have seen um, you know, the, the top potential that Charger football has to offer so far this season? Um, I think, honestly, our potential is, you know, to the ceiling. We we could really do some crazy stuff. Um, and especially, you know, working through that adversity, you know, we go down 7-0 against Richwood's first play. We come back, score first two plays. I think the biggest thing for us right now is just when we get our foot on that pedal, we just got to keep going and not let up. That's the biggest thing for us. And once we figure out how to just keep that down, I think – we're going to be pretty dangerous. So I don't want you to look too far ahead, but what, what does that ceiling potential look like? I mean, obviously, you know, we want to go at least win a couple games in the in the playoffs or more, you know. Obviously, you, the end goal, you know, when you play football, especially, you, you want to be state champ. You know, you want, to, you want to go as far as you can. So, obviously, you know, that's our goal. So, we'll just, you know, see what happens. Kyle, looking at uh, obviously the th- three players we have here, Kellen Davis, Jack Barnhart, Jeremiah Young, all key players, guys that will get their name called a lot as we watch Centennial play Champaign Central. You'll hear it on you'll hear it on 97.5 on Friday night. But looking beyond these three, who are some key guys who have uh, who stepped up to make that impact through the first three weeks, and who are we going to see uh, throughout the next six? Um, there's a bunch of guys I could name here. Um, P.I. Plamity Abiminion, yeah. um, who's a slot receiver. He was on the news last night. Uh, Trini Carvey, Jacoby Posey on the offensive side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball, Sauce Kalala, um, Anthony Caceres, um, who am I forgetting, guys? Kodiak Pruitt. Carson Kaiser. Carson Kaiser, right. Uh, we can go down the list. There, there's Ralph Mietchu is a, a linebacker that's kind of kind of been a surprise. Jordan Stewart. Quinn Newman. Now we've probably just named all the starters on offense and defense. But, yeah, we got guys. We are fortunate in terms of our numbers. And we got a, a pretty good uh, crew of guys that, that can all play football. So, Kodiak Pruitt stepping into that role that uh, Brandon Harvey occupied last year, right at tailback. What have you seen from him, and how has that transition been? Brandon Harvey, of course, uh, on the football field and the wrestling mat, uh, just a tremendous all-around athlete. Yeah, he's he's done a good job. Um, obviously, Kodiak's a little bit of a different player than Brandon. He doesn't have the the same kind of size that Brandon did. Um, but he's he's a tough player. He's got great vision. He's got great um, you know just football IQ. He's he's pretty solid. And we give him some spells with with Trayvon Hall, who's also been been doing really well. Trayvon, um, again, he he didn't play a whole lot last year. Got, kind of got a, a spot here and there. We actually moved him back to tailback because we were light there just to see what he can do. And he's been pretty impressive too. You you can be on the lookout for him getting getting some more tick back there since they both go both ways. Him and Kodiak both are playing both ways. Um, so he's going to be probably getting a little bit more time back there as well and kind of kind of face it, go at it with a running back by committee kind of a deal. Kellen, uh, earlier today we talked uh, with some central players and one, one of the comments that came out of there was, you know, with this being – a crosstown game and everybody knows everybody it seems like uh they said you know what we we're not gonna like them for three hours out of the 365 days of the year would you say that that's pretty accurate statement coming from the other yeah. side too yeah i would say that i mean i'm very cool with a lot of guys over there a lot of friends over there and i mean i play basketball too so i mean that rivalry still carries on in any other sport that we play we got guys that play multiple different sports so that carries on throughout the tradition of um central versus centennial but um yeah, I'm cool with a lot of those guys. I mean, 
we go hard at it three hours and we're shaking each other up, having a good time right after the game with Coconut Smile. So that's all you can say. You, I'll open this up for any three. Uh, do, do you feel like that rivalry is in a pretty good place right now? I mean, you look at the uh, the Coleman Carradine alumni game now that they do, uh, you know, uh, basketball game late summer, uh, early August. That's been a great thing the last two years. They do the what is it the the Carradine Cup where uh, both schools compete against each other in the classroom and, and on the field throughout the season. Do, do those things add anything for you guys? Is that? Uh, kind I feel of like a cool, it's definitely yeah. carried out like outside the school. It's more of a, a real thing now. Like mm-hmm. not just football, not just basketball, in any really any sport. We feel like Centennial. We want to dominate Central in every way we can. So. Yeah, I definitely think it's carried out. For sure. And here I am wearing my Urbana orange, right? I went to Urbana, so that might be a good place to leave it. But uh, nonetheless, the Chargers off to a terrific 3-0 and start here in the 2023 season. They will rank highly. They've, they've got it right in front of them in our uh, in our preseason, or as I, I should say, our top 10 that will come out tomorrow, far from the preseason as we enter week four. As I start to ramble on, we'll leave it right there. We appreciate Centennial joining us here in the studio. Kellen Davis, Jack Barnhart, and Jeremiah Young. Kyle Jackson, the Chargers head coach, with us as well. Chargers in action this Friday against Champaign Central. You'll hear it on Light Rock 97.5, 7 o'clock kickoff, 645 pregame. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Plenty more as we come back to land the plane on this episode of Prep Football Confidential. Stick around. This is News Talk 1493.9 FM. Welcome back to Prep Football Confidential, live from the Pavlov Media Light Up Your Life studio. Pavlov Media, proud sponsor of uh, a lot we do on our airwaves, including a sponsor of our Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. This week it is Champaign Central and Centennial going at it at Tommy Stewart Field. Just heard from the Chargers and the Maroons earlier in the hour. I'm Joey Wright. Matt Daniels is alongside me. We'll see if Zach Pyatt sneaks back in here by the time we hit the buzzer. Six minutes left, and Matt, let's not waste any time. Muhammad Seymour wins our U of I Army ROTC Offensive Line of the Week. From left to right, that group is Colton Metcalf-Poulos, Oliver Smith, Tyson Finch, Noah Daniels, and Philip Daniels. And they won big last week at Quincy Notre Dame, 42-14 for the Bulldogs, now 2-1. and one. Yeah, it's a, it's a young Muhammad Seymour team uh, this season, but uh, the offense really seems to, to be getting in gear after a, a tough week one loss at, at Morton. And then, uh, you know, defense shut out Highland in, in week two. And then to make that trip to Quincy and, and come away with a convincing win has to, has to have the Bulldogs feeling good going into a week four showdown at Charleston as they start to Apollo Conference play. And there's a little something extra riding on that matchup, Charleston, John Adkins, alma mater. So. Yeah, I'm going to have a column in, in Friday's News Gazette uh, about Adkins not only returning to Charleston, but a uh, former quarterback for the Trojans in, in the early to mid-2000s, but uh, he's also going to match wits uh, with his former high school coach, Brian Halsey, a Charleston coach, uh, had so much success there for about a 15-season stretch. Uh was let go, I believe it was the fourteen or fi- after the fourteen or fifteen season, and then uh, was brought back uh, as the head coach. He's always stayed in the building uh, and, and has taught there, but had a good conversation with both John Atkins and, and one of uh, a man he considers a mentor to himself, and, and Brian Halsey. So uh, looking, I have, to, I have to write that still, but uh, that'll be in in Friday's news gazette. Looking forward to reading that and uh, Muhammad Seymour in action. This week against Charles, we were just talking about that. I don't know why. I <laughs> You've had a lot term, on your mind. <laughs> short Joey. memory. Uh, they're Sorry. in action this week against Charleston. They're in our uh, prep football top ten. That's what you were going. That's for That's what there. I was trying yeah. to segue into. <clears throat> we need a we need a drum roll sound at all for for this. The the highly anticipated news Gazette top ten. We'll uh, we'll start with number ten. I can again. I can start clicking random. No, sound I keys. really don't because I, I don't <laughs> want uh, you know. Who knows what will happen when when you do that, Joey? You may go off air. But that's where the uh, magic is. Well, not that, not that part. That's a, that's a, all right. Top ten. We're running we're running low on time. Coming in at number ten, uh, Arthur Levington Atwood Hammonds uh, debut in, in the rankings. Uh, the Knights are doing pretty well in the post Caden Fagan era. They're sitting at three and zero. They host Sangamon Valley this Friday night. Number nine, St. Thomas Moore moved the Sabers up a spot this week. Uh, who says there aren't any 
defenses in eight-man football. The STM beat South Fork 20-14 to last Saturday night, and they host Milford System Park this Saturday night in North Champaign. Number eight, Bismarck heading Rossville. Alvin dropped the Blue Devils a spot from number seven, even after a, a big win against Hoopsonary, Armstrong, Potomac. Uh, they could try to go to 3-1 and one when they host Iroquois West this Friday night. Westville, number seven. Tigers dropped from number three after a 34-14 loss to Moments uh, last Friday night, but it's coal bucket time. Westville, Georgetown, Ridge Farm, Crispin, Friday night in Georgetown. Uh, as Guy Goodlove, Westville's Hall of Fame coach, said to us back in August, it's a game that you want to win so you can talk about it 30 years from now. And They, uh, uh, they lost some momentum this I, week. Wow. All right. <laughs> Joey, needs, Joey needs to eat some dinner here, it looks like. Uh, number six, Sullivan Ocal Valley, 3-0. and it's unbelievable for a program that had a, a losing streak of more than 30 games and didn't win a game until last year. They're now sitting at 3 0. They're six in our rankings this week. Number five, Unity. The Rockets are at 2 1 after a win, big win at Chillicothe. Host St. Teresa, coached by former Illini linebacker Britt Miller in his first season leading the Bulldogs. St. Teresa, last year's uh, two way state champ. 0-3 this year so far, playing an independent schedule. Number four, Muhammad Seymour, checking in at 2-1, and one, staying right there where they were last week at, at number four. Uh, number three this week, moved Leroy up uh, three spots from number six to number three. The Panthers actually have to have a road game uh, this Friday. They go to Tremont. It's the first of two road games this year for Leroy. They get to play seven games at L.A. McKean Field. Uh, number two, St. Joseph Ogden, Spartans 3-0 after a, a one-possession win uh, against Prairie Central. They tried to go to 4-0 for the first time since 2018 when they host Chillicothe this Friday night. Uh, for homecoming and number one for the second straight week, the Centennial Chargers. Not just because they're in our studio here earlier, but uh, the Chargers are sitting at 3-0, play... Who did they play on Friday night, Joey? Uh, Richwoods, Peoria Richwoods, Champaign Central. That's uh, oh, I thought you uh, said who do they, who did they, they play? Who do they, they play? They, they, they play Champaign yeah, that's Central. Right, that's no, right. I thought you may. I thought you said who did they play? All right, yeah, very much. That's Sam, okay. Champaign I need. Central I need to enunciate better, yes. and, and Joey, you need to get some some nutrients in your body after after this. I had a salad earlier. Okay, it had apples in it. It's it pretty good. <laughs> did Jim Rosso make a comment about that at all? I didn't tell him about the apples. Oh, okay. No. Hopefully he's listening. So when we go back to the newsroom, he, <laughs> he can, sure did he make a comment. Good. <laughs> Onion vinaigrette had some. Ch- it had, did, did have some chicken in there. There you uh, go. Yeah. Chargers looking good though. Number one in our top ten rankings. We'll see how they fare against Central. You'll hear that on Light Rock ninety seven five on Friday. One minute left until we dump out of here for the Brett Bielma show. Look at some interesting games this week. Monticello hosts Bloomington Central Catholic. Danville and Bloomington, 1-2 and two versus 2-1. Two and one. Eureka and Gibson City, Melvin Sibley is going to be fun to keep an eye on. We alluded to Muhammad Seymour and Charleston. The Coal Bucket, Westville at Georgetown, Ridge Farm, Chrisman. And uh, I might try to make it over to St. Thomas More on Saturday night. Said that last week. I did. This time I mean it. The Sabres 3-0, Milford System Park 2-1. Zach Pyatt, 25-5, is leading our pick'em. I'm right behind him, 24-6, so I need a big week. It'll run Friday in, in the paper. It usually runs Thursday, but uh, pushing it to Friday this week, so be on the lookout for that. It's going to be fun. Lacante Nix, our guest picker this week. He'll join me in the booth for Centennial and Champaign Central on Light Rock 97.5 this Friday. For Zach Pyatt, Matt Daniels, I'm Joey Wright. This has been Prep Football Confidential. Stick around. The Brett Bielma Show is next on News Talk 1493.9 FM.